Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CFS Health Recovery Podcast, where we talk about all things practical change to help you get healthy and start living again. I am your host, Toby Morrison, and on today's episode, we have our general manager and client success, Ash Ward, with us. Hey, Ash. Hello. Nice uh, to be here. Every day we speak, but every week we think about like what we're going to talk about for our upcoming podcast. And we've had a heck of a couple of podcasts. And if you haven't gone back and listened to it, you must go back and listen to our amazing Dr. Olivia Lesler. She is head of our medical integrative side of our program. She kind of gives all educational lessons on all the latest research, but really it's brain body science stuff that she teaches our members. And you know, anything from gut health to sleep to nervous system stuff to vagus nerve stuff. There's trainings on everything basically, but it's all research-backed. It's all science-backed and she's just a wealth of knowledge. So I would highly recommend if you're new to this arena, if you've just been diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome, if you're unsure what the hell is going on with you, you must go and watch those episodes I mean, one of the comments on YouTube was like, oh my God, I just learned so much in the last 30 minutes than I have in the last 12 months from any doctor that I've ever met, you know, just off a free podcast. So go and check it out. There's heaps of episodes. I'm sure you'll find something that you are looking for. In today's episode, we're going to talk about probably the most important thing when it comes to your recovery. And we're going to talk about consistency over intensity and it sounds really boring to be honest but stay with us because it's kind of sexy we're going to make it sexy today we're going to make it really helpful and practical for you because i'm guessing that if you're doing this on your own right now you're having a really hard time being consistent and one of the things that you're probably really struggling with is accountability you're going if i was more accountable if i could stick to this routine things would change but i just can't seem to make it stick so we're going to talk about that. We're going to give you some practical tips on how to help you move through this. Before we do that, we want to share win of the week, which we do every single week in our podcast. And I'm going to get Ash to share because Ash gets to speak to our members all the time. And obviously they send in emails and text messages. And so Ash, what's the win of the week this week? Well, we had a really good one yesterday, which we were talking about off air, weren't we, Toby? And so I had a text message from a mum. And some of you might know, we have people in our program from the age of eight. So yeah. we have children, teenagers, young adults in our program, as well as, you know, right up to the age of 85. Grandmas, dads, business people, sports people, academics, the model works for everyone. And unfortunately, chronic fatigue syndrome does affect different people at different times as well, you know. Yeah. So we have a couple of children in our program who of course their parents are doing the program on their behalf with their children, depending mm. on their age, of course. And so, you know, we have a few children in our program at the moment with their beautiful parents. And I received a text message from a mum yesterday saying, thank you so much. We have our boy back. And what I said to her, you know, we exchanged some messages backwards and forwards just in terms of how much it's changed their life as well. Not only this little boy's life, but the parents, his siblings, his friends at school, how their family now operates as a family unit. And 
I said that to her and it's funny, we had sent a message at the same time saying the same thing. And I had said that and she had said that. She said, this has been the most beautiful process and blessing for our entire family. Mm. And we now have our boy back. If, if you're not watching this on YouTube, I'm crying right now and I've got tears in my eyes. And I mean, this is why CFSL started because of this reason, because it's so isolating and so overwhelming you know, for the parents. And I just know the fact that that poor mom would have been searching for years, you know, and just like going from doctor to doctor, just not feeling any hope whatsoever. And that poor kid, and there's not just one of them, there's like thousands of kids around the world right now who are literally doing that. And they're just like waking up and just thinking, how am I going to get better? Or am I even going to get better? You know, and then to, I know you sent me the text message yesterday to show me what this lady had said about her son. And, you know, I was just like, wow, that's freaking amazing. You know, like that's what it's about. And I also think it does bring people together as hard as it is in the time. As you start to learn and you let go of the perfectionism and you stop trying so hard and you stop searching for the quick fix and then you actually just knuckle down and start working on your recovery and start moving forwards. Like you said, that beauty, kind of the connection, the understanding of each family member, the realization that it's hard, but hardship kind of can bring us closer. We've got another 12 year old as well, who's just done incredibly well with his parents over the last kind of six to eight months and fantastic kid as well. I mean, I don't think chronic fatigue syndrome affects any bad person in the world, to be honest. Seriously, like everyone has such a good heart. They care. They probably try too hard. They want to get the most out of themselves all the time. But it just got me thinking like 10. Can you imagine what this kid's going to do when he's 20 and 30 and 40? And just that experience as a 10 year old in the classroom, the kid's going to feel like 70 sometimes in terms of wisdom, because he's just literally been through so much in such a short period of time in at a young age that he'll have so much understanding about, you know, human nature, psychology, the body, awareness of how, yeah, self. I think at that age, everything's so external, but to have that internal understanding of self is just huge. And, you know, I said to one of our other members recently, the 12 year old on one of our group calls and he's just great. He's cheeky and he's funny and his mom and dad are always on as well. And, you know, I just said, I'm so excited for your future. Like I can see the brilliance in this kid and it's like, he can do anything he wants, you know? And the ripple of that experience. Yeah. yeah. Once you overcome this, you can do whatever you want. And it's always going to be something meaningful. You know what I mean? Like it's never going to be something that doesn't matter because once you go through this, you can't pretend you didn't and you can't pretend how important meaningful stuff is to you. You know, you don't want to do non-meaningful things anymore because it's like, well, life's so important. What can I do? How can I be of use and of service? So yeah, I probably need to go get some tissues. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, why'd you do that today, Ash? <laughs> it's a Friday morning. Uh, look. I'm going to go get tissues. I'm going to get out of this room to get tissues, but can you just talk for 30 seconds? (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, these are tears of the immense emotion that comes with chronic illness and the journey of it, because it's a journey. It's such a journey. 
and it's an emotional one. There's highs, there's lows. You know, I don't reflect enough probably on the impact that this work does and the program does and the people in the environment that we've got. But it just, yeah, it hits me hard. It hits me hard in a good way because it's just like, geez, just imagine if they'd never found us, you know? Yeah. I'm just so glad that I suffered so I could make sure that no one else has to suffer like I did, you know? And it's really a good segue into what we were going to talk about today, which is consistency, because these results for this little boy and their family yeah. haven't come overnight. It hasn't come without his beautiful parents turning up to calls, making the small changes in their everyday life, talking about the emotions that are wrapped up in it all, working through it, making the next little step, coming to learn the next bit, integrating that, doing that. It's not like they did one big thing that worked. Here's the problem. Like the people inside our program, they get it. They know that there's no overnight quick fix. They know there's not one thing, right? But we all have to and had to go through the journey of trying to find the one thing. And to be honest, what happens is everyone goes and tries to find the one thing. They go for the pills, they go for the medication, they go for the best doctor in the world. You know, we did that as a family. And I know heaps of families in America have done that. We've had lots of clients go to the best doctors in the USA and then come to our program as a last resort and then start to get better. And it's not that they get better immediately. It's just that they stop focusing on trying to find the one thing and then they focus on, well, what do I need to focus on right now? But also holistically, how can I have a holistic approach? And because that's what it takes. But then the kicker with that is it takes consistency over intensity with the approach. And I think that's where most people go wrong. It's just they go so hard. Like hands up, who's guilty of literally you're on Google or you're on Facebook and then someone posts a freaking article about a diet. It's the keto diet or it's the fasting diet. It's the intermittent fasting diet. And it's the answer. It's like, holy shit, this is the holy grail. This is going to fix all my problems. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to forget about everything else in my life and I'm going to drastically change my normal nutrition plan to then something so hardcore and go so deep and so hard at it, especially with chronic fatigue syndrome. I want to talk to adaptation because your body cannot adapt like a normal healthy body can right now. It's already compromised. And so this is why consistency over intensity is so important. Yeah. For some people, keto diet, carnivore diet, paleo, fasting, all that as a healthy person is totally fine and sometimes can be life-changing. But for someone who is going through chronic fatigue syndrome, when your immune system is already compromised, it's like a massive shock to your body. And it simply physiologically can't adapt to that stressor. We've all done it. You know, I feel like anyone who's been through this has done it and even healthy people do it as well. You know, it's like, you're just kind of going from one shiny object to the next. And then after six weeks, you're exhausted. You feel even worse. You're confused because you thought that was what was going to fix the issue. And then you're pissed off. You're in the pit. You're even more frustrated. You're more angry. You're feeling more despair. And it's okay if you're doing it. I actually think you need to do it. 
Like, I don't think you can bypass this part of the journey. I actually think it's an important piece because that will help you get to the point of realization of, oh, it's actually not something out there that's going to fix me. It starts in here and it's not just one thing. It's a holistic approach. It actually reminds me of when I was in that journey and at that stage, we still didn't know if it was possible to even get better from chronic fatigue syndrome. You know, we'd been told on the internet that you can't get better. There's no cure. There's no pill that you can take and you can get better, which is what we thought we would find. Anyway, got referred to one of the best doctors in Melbourne and he was like a nutty professor and he had a white lab coat. He had frizzy hair like Einstein, literally. And he'd walk in like a little old hobby guy and all right, my boy, lie down. And I'd lie down on his table and I'd do all these weird tests. And I got to the point where he said, all right, I want you to hum happy birthday and I'm going to tap you on the back. My glands are swollen. I'm like 20 kilos deconditioned. I had no muscle mass, had no energy. And I'm just praying to God that this is going to fix me. <laughs> this weird technique that maybe this is it. <laughs> like maybe after this, I'm just going to feel amazing and, you know, go for a run. And, and he's kept tapping up and down my back, up and down my back. And then it was about five minutes <clears throat> and he'd bring out these like kind of potions and things and I'd drink them. And then after like the 20th session, he goes, okay, my boy, you're done. You don't have chronic fatigue syndrome anymore. And I thought, wow, I don't feel like I don't have it. I'd improved a little bit, but nothing noticeable. Not like our clients see over six months, you know, they look back and they tangibly can see change. And I said, so what do I do now? And I said, can I run? Cause I hadn't ran in almost four years. And that's all I wanted to do was just go for a run. And he said, yeah, my boy, you can go for a run. And you know what I did? As soon as I got out of that thing, I went straight across the road. There was an oval. And I was like, oh, I'm freaking running now. Like I'm not going to wait. You know, if I'm already better, you know, I'm just going to do it. Anyway, I went for a run. I put some brand new shoes on and I tied them up and I started jogging and it felt so foreign and like a different language basically. And I ran about five minutes total and I literally collapsed on the side of the runway from just total exhaustion. And I remember coming home because I disbelieved that maybe I am better. Maybe he did do something that fixed me and it was a miracle. That's kind of where I was at in my life at that time in my recovery. And of course I had a setback because I pushed myself too far. My body couldn't adapt with that amount of load physiologically. And I went into a setback and I remember it was the best thing that ever happened to me because that moment when I got home and I was feeling like total shit, I finally had the epiphany of, oh, even though he said I was better, I'm actually not better. And I can't rely on anyone else but me to get better because I have put all my responsibility on everybody else and not myself. I was expecting someone else to fix me. And it was such a pivotal changing point for me because the next day I woke up and I was like, well, what can I do to help myself today? What can I do to help myself today? What can I do in this moment to help myself today? And it was everything. It was nutrition. It was routine. It wasn't pushing myself, but it wasn't not doing anything. It wasn't going for a run, even though I wasn't ready. It was going for a walk first and just building up slowly and appropriately. Everything we teach in the program, basically, but back then it was trial and error. And it was amazing. Because four weeks into it, I actually started to progress. 
It wasn't a miracle. I didn't have to hum happy birthday with someone tapping on my back. I didn't have to take a magic pill. I was genuinely physiologically adapting and progressing. And of course, it was a long journey. That was just the start, but it was a start. And that's when it really clicked for me that, okay, it's not what someone's going to do for me within an hour of seeing them. It's what I do within the 24 hours that I've got control of every single day. Because it was just obscene to me that for so long, I was like, I'm just going to see this person and that one hour is going to change my entire life. Yet I wasn't doing anything with the 24 hours that I had. And then the game mm. flipped on its head. And then it was like, all right, well, I've got 24 hours in every single day. Shout out to Craig Harper, my first mentor, because that's what he preached. He was like, well, what are you doing in your 24 hours? Because we've all got the same amount of time, but what are you doing with it? Because this person over here has got really good results, but they might be doing something different in their 24 hours. And it was almost like I took life by the horns, basically, and recovery by the horns and started to work on my mindset, started to work on my sleep, my nutrition, my restorative movement, reconditioning. But it was kind of perfect in a way. It was just like a perfect recipe for improving my health. And of course, I got support and mentorship along the way. That was vital. But ultimately, it came down to what I did every single day versus me seeing somebody to fix my problems. It's really that fork in the road, isn't it? Like you said, you had an epiphany at that moment and it somewhat changes the direction. You know, you might've been walking this particular path of, like you said, you hadn't yet taken responsibility yourself or hadn't yet asked those sorts of internal questions about what can I actually do here? And that moment, so important to have gone through all those things, to have gone to see that doctor, to have invested whatever it was to run around the field, to collapse on the side, to go home and be like, oh my gosh, hmm. what can I do? And it sort of creates this slightly Walking different road. parallel path. Well said. Yeah, it's literally that. I feel like everyone has to go through it. And we see our members go through it, actually. Some people are still kind of not at the fork of the road, but they know this stuff makes sense. Yeah, of course, having a baseline makes sense, of course sleeping better, eating better, fueling your body better, getting your blood sugar levels better, getting your mindset right. That all makes sense, but they're still not in that full self-responsibility mode. And we see it click and it's a beautiful thing when it clicks and it can take time. It's not something you just can click your fingers overnight. And you can't fast track it sometimes. It can when you're surrounded by people and mentors and teachings and learnings, of course, but it's such a like we said at the start, it's such a journey too. Yeah. I say to everyone, it's not really about recovery. It's like a self evolution. It's helping you with life as well. But yeah, you know, if you're there right now, don't beat yourself up. Nothing's a waste. And Ash, I know you're big on this of like, everything is meant to be as in like the money that you lost because you invested in it and it didn't work. It wasn't all lost. It was just lots of learnings too. And it was like, that was a great investment because then that helped me, you know, I basically got the best thing that you could never buy, which was self-responsibility. You know what I mean? You have mm. to pay the price yourself personally to get that. And it was freaking amazing and so empowering. I think some people get really scared of self-responsibility because it's like, I don't want that responsibility, but we can reframe that and look at it as like, well, how amazing. I get to choose what I do in my 24 hours versus there's nothing I can do, which is total bullshit. There are things you can do. 
Now, maybe it's not going to be overnight success. Maybe it's going to be a slow slug process. But you can't tell me that there's nothing that you can do within your 24 hours. Even if you're in bed, you can focus on what you'd like. Lauren G. Marco, one of our past members, she put it brilliantly when she did an interview for our members on our guest panel workshop. She said, you know, I was in a lot of pain at the start when I first started the program. Toby, you told me about the mindset about focusing on what you can do and what is working. So I took it to the micro level and I found one part of my body part that didn't hurt. And I just focused on that. <laughs> and she said, you know, her legs were in pain. And then she noticed, oh, well, my forearm's not really sore. And it actually feels really relaxed and it feels like a good soft muscle. And so she honed in on her focus on that. But it's such a micro thing. You wouldn't think that that's really going to help you. But what happened was, then she noticed that her other arm wasn't sore. Then all of a sudden, her hand feels good. And then all of a sudden, that eventually trickles down into the legs and go, oh, actually, my right quad feels a bit better today. It's not as bad as normal. And so all these little things kind of filter into the next thing. And one of the things that I say is forget about home runs. You just want to hit singles every single day. And I think that's what the people in our program do so well. And what we teach through it, all our accountability systems, our start of the week gratitude, our daily planner, our daily tracker, our end of the week review for everybody. I think all those little things actually add up hugely in the end, but it's just hard they to do. see at the start. It's hard to see at the start. You've got to buy in. It's just hard to see at the start. And they can feel so little. They can feel so yeah. little sometimes of like, well, what's this going to really do? This mm. isn't going to move the needle, but it's the little things consistently that does move the needle. Yeah. Look at the card. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see this, but we have a bunch of deck cards, basically every single quote in our program and our members at some stage get sent this pack to the actual mailbox, but small wins, big change. And Gemma Hanley, our resident mindset coach, always says little by little becomes a lot. And it's crazy. Like we've seen people go from wheelchairs to walking up mountains, hiking mountains. You know, one of my favorite stories is Christy from USA. She had to get spoon fed from her husband. Couldn't really do anything. Now she saves lives for a living. Like people who get stuck on cliffs. She's the one that goes up to get them. They're crazy. Now, here's the thing though. She didn't do it in two months. She didn't get there within six months. It took years, a couple of years. I don't know exactly how long. I actually don't think measuring time's that good, to be honest. I never did. And I tell our members not to. It's not helpful to go, oh, by this time I need to be here. No, we have intentions, we have goals, and we just work towards and move them. But Christy wasn't like, by 2019, on this day, I'm going to be mountaineering, saving lives. She just got up every single day and said, what can I do to help myself today? What can I do to help myself today? And that will just expand over time, you know. What are some key takeaways that we've spoken about today, Ash? As we wrap up. Apart from me crying for... <laughs> consistency is just so underrated i think mm. we're so attuned to unless i see an immediate result it mustn't be working without knowing the bricks that we're building by these little 
wins, you know, by these little steps, by this consistency. Mm. It can be so easy to be like, well, I've been doing this one little thing for a week and I haven't seen any results, so it mustn't be working. So I need to find a different direction without being able to see what is actually happening in the background, in the body, in the mind, what's kind of, you know, slowly starting, unless it's an instant win, it can be very easy to be like, I need another solution. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The solution is just to keep hitting the singles every day and just do the work. Yeah. The other funny thing, just on a physiological adaptation level, is that it takes the body six to eight weeks to physiologically adapt. So when someone goes to the gym and they train, they actually don't see any adaptation within the first four to six weeks, sometimes eight weeks. So that's really important to understand too, of like, oh, why are things just looking different, changing? And we see this a lot in our program it's always like someone outside of them sees their progress faster than they see it themselves the husband the wife the mum, the dad the co-workers they'll go oh, you just you're different your hair's better yeah. your energy's better your personality's back and so just fundamentally as humans we are always the last person to notice our own progress in fact we're the first person to notice our flaws and our struggles because that's what our brain's wired to do to focus on the self-protection stuff, but it's really important for us to put the spotlight on the things that are working and just kind of double down on that, you know, and just remembering small wins create big change. Before we go, I wrote just on my little whiteboard. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see it consistency over intensity. And so here's graphic one, which is super up and down. And we call this the push crash cycle. The highs are great up here. The highs are really, really good, but then the lows suck. And we call that the valley of death. And that's where the symptoms, the onset of symptoms happen when we push ourselves too much, when we kind of focus on the macro and not the micro, and we keep going up and down like a yo-yo. We really want to stop that. And then if we come down to the second thing, you can see here, the consistency is really different it looks different it's smaller it's slower it's progressional but you can see here over time if you're looking at it you just imagine little waves slowly on the incline moving forwards to the future you can see how it's a nice green line through the middle there and one of the things we teach inside our program is maintenance months and then progression months so just to keep it short and simple when you progress it's important that then with your new progression, whether it's with movement, strength, daily function around the house, changing your sleep schedule, maybe you're decreasing your daytime sleeps to have better quality sleep at night, nutritional changes. We want to maintain that change for a period of time before we progress again. Because remember, our bodies need to physiologically adapt. Once it's adapted and we've created our new baseline, then we move up a notch and then we go again. And so that's kind of how it works. Obviously, it's a bit more nuanced than that. And we have whole trainings inside the mentorship recovery program. But just for the listeners who aren't in the program, the key is consistency over intensity. That's your cue. Just remind yourself of that. Consistency over intensity. Ash, you want to say anything before we wrap it up? No, I think it's just that card, small wins is big change. Mm. And a whole lot of trust in it, you know, for trusting the process. Yeah. We often overestimate what we can do in like two, three months. How can I change the world? But we often 
underestimate what we can do in two, three years, you know? So there's that overestimation, like short-term of like, yeah, I'm just going to get all the gains right now. And then we underestimate, you know, what we can do in one, two, three years. And that's why I always say play the long game. Play the bloody long game because that's where the change happens. Nothing great happens overnight. Nothing. So, you know, play the long game, consistency over intensity and small wins equals big change. We'll leave it at that. Thanks for listening. Ash, thanks always. You're a bloody legend. And uh, yeah, try not to make me cry every podcast we do, please. <laughs> <laughs> Speak to you soon. <laughs> I hope you found this episode of the podcast really, really helpful. Here are three ways we can help you whenever you are ready. So first of all, we have a free information group on Facebook. And so if you do have a Facebook account, make sure you go and join that group. There is strictly no negative venting. It's a very supportive, uplifting group. And there are some great trainings in there that can help you get started with your recovery. So it's called the CFS Health Recovery Information Group. There's a link here anyway. So click that link and join it. The second thing is we have a bunch of free trainings that will really help you understand where you're at, but also help you move forward. So we're going to leave a bunch of free trainings for you. So click on that. We'll send it to your email and obviously you can watch them in your own time. And thirdly, we've just created a 15 minute chat link. So if you're someone who's like, man, this sounds really good. This is really helpful. I really want some personal help and you want to have a step-by-step -step plan that will help you go from where you're at to where you want to be. We have opened up a few spots to have a 15 minute call, no strings attached. Basically this call is to see if or how we can help you. If we can, we'll be able to share with you some information on what that would look like. And if we can't, we'll send you some free resources that will help you if you would like to do that. So we're going to leave a link below. You can book in your 15 minute call. This is not a coaching call. So don't expect to get coaching in a 15 minute call. This call is really to have a conversation around you, what you need help with, and whether or not we can work together to help you get the results that you want. So if CFS Health, the mentorship program, sounds something you're interested in, but you're just not quite sure about it yet, this is a perfect opportunity to book in that call, have a chat, and then of course we can go deeper if this is something that you would like to do. Hope you found the podcast helpful. Please leave some love, especially on the YouTube channel. Go and comment on the videos that you found helpful and appreciate all your support. And we look forward to speaking with you soon. All the best for now. Speak to you soon. Bye.